Welcome back to Mortgage Genomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you're from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Today's headliner topic, mortgage solutions for pre-sale condos in Vancouver or anywhere else for that matter. But before we begin, here's what's on my mind this week. January statistics indicate that uh, Greater Vancouver home sales were the lowest they have ever been since 2009. So that's like 24 years. And then uh, you add to that the new listings. Um, And they're currently at ridiculous 15 to 20 year lows. I think they're at 20 year lows. Um, So good thing demand has been low otherwise we would be uh in in like crazy times you know probably going through another crazy uh appreciation cycle here although i am hearing about it uh already um just from my client's realtor um i had a chat with with him and um the the clients are interested in placing an offer on a condo here in vancouver but so are 50 other people um, who also viewed the property over the weekend. Like, wow. So I'm hearing more of this story. That doesn't mean that all 50 people are, are going to place an offer on the property. But what a sign. Like, you know, 50 viewings in a condo. So never thought I'd be arriving back to this as, as soon as now. And, um, and of course, you know, haven't heard this in a while, but... My my clients called me as well, and we had a discussion. They want to go subject-free. They're asking if they can go subject-free to boot. So here we are, right? Post-pandemic, raging inflation. So, you know, interest rates aren't desirable, not really. But now we got this. So hold on to your hats, people. Um, stuff's going on. But here's the thing. With the subject free these days, okay, in Vancouver, not sure about the rest of the country, uh, but in Vancouver for sure, the BC government um, just recently legislated a cooling off period, um, officially known as the rescission period. And, and what this does is it, it gives buyers the right to withdraw from a purchase agreement within a specific, uh, specified period of time after an offer is accepted. So this has already been ongoing legislation. Like when you purchase pre-sale development, you get that seven-day or a 10-day, seven to 10-day rescission period, depending on which province. I think Alberta's 10 days. So just today, I have, um, I have a client who said they may be entering a competitive bid type of situation and they asked about going subject free, and um, this time it was it was an easier um, question to answer. Um, basically, if they withdraw from an accepted offer, uh, they have a three day period. That's what it is here in BC. It's three days after the accepted offer. Um, you can back out of the deal, but there will be a, a little cost associated with that. And from what I understand, it's uh, a quarter percent. Of the purchase price so if you're purchasing let's say a million dollar property 
uh, and you go in subject free and then you change your mind, get cold feet three days later as you, 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 you back out of it. Boom. That's $2,500. So, you know, it's, uh, I, I guess the fee is big enough that you're not going to get people doing this on multiple properties. So we'll see how this works out so far from my seat as a mortgage broker. Uh, it, it suits me well. I, I have no problem with it. I'll, I can just right away like, yeah, go for it. And uh, I can get a decision from a lender within 72 hours for sure. Um, Alberta, Alberta's crude oil production totaled just under 1.4 billion barrels last year. Um, or about that's 3.73 million barrels per day they calculate last year's output breaks the previous record set in 2021 and is almost double the amount of oil produced in 2010 so yeah how about a big yeehaw for alberta well done great work alberta thanks for paying the bills and keeping the lights on in this country thank you very much um it would be scary to think like here i go again like where we'd be without our natural resources like if you haven't noticed I fully support our resources, our natural resources industry in Canada. And I and feel the sector is extremely underutilized in so many ways. Um, number one, we can be so much wealthier. Like that, that's, we can leave it at that. Number two, um, we can continue to supply the world with a high quality and forever evolving product, like scientifically evolving product. Um, and this one's big. Like if you're a natural resource company and you set up shop in, in Alberta, um, you're simply not allowed to be average. So if, um, if you're an environmentalist, that should be music to your ears. Um, you, you need to, if you're a set up shop in Alberta, an oil and gas company, you need to exceed every possible environmental target requirement initiative and, uh, and then some. So, pretty high standards i say let the industry grow and uh of course under a strict regulatory regime of course sure and let let it evolve scientifically which you know people love to use that word let it evolve scientifically to levels where it can be a model for other corrupt inhumane resource-based economies uh you know natural resource-based economies in the world so here we are in the most restrictive place on planet Earth for natural resource exploration. Yet, I just read about Alberta hitting an all-time record for oil production in 2022. And we still haven't brought the Transmountain Pipeline into discussion yet. Like, that's not even online. So that'll be another, they'd say, 500,000 barrels a day to add to the 3.73 million that are currently flowing mostly south of the border. Um, all the protests... And wishful, dreamy, green, energy, transitionary things, which are awesome and totally legit, by the way. And I'm simply saying it's it's not the replacement that we think it is or that we dreamed up that it would be. Not yet anyway. Because if it was, I don't think we'd still be having wars over it and um, ongoing escalated costs for oil and gas. And here's the craziest thing. like To make green energy, you need fossil fuels. Uh, like I've always believed, we, we need to let the two conflicting, opposing industries operate in unison. And, and they'll, they'll just naturally phase each other out. That's what I believe. Like in a much less, more, less disruptive way. So, 
There I go again. Calm down, Marco. On uh, oil and gas and the natural resources. Okay, move on. Um, on Friday, February the 10th, um, the January employment statistics, the month prior, uh, they were released for Canada. And here we go. Employment surged yet again, this time by 150,000 um, new job postings. So that's 10 times more than expected. Like, who predicted 10 times less is what I'd like to know. And um, here's the thing. Like, we can... How, how can this be such a bad thing? Like, here we go again. Good news is bad news. Central banks are looking down on this as though, you know, as though we are children who are overeating on candy on Halloween night. But if, you, if you're if you an average Canadian, you're thinking this is so far from the truth. Like, instead, people are, like, doing whatever they have to do to survive financially. Everyone I know is battling with high living expenses, you know, either mortgage or rent payments, cost of shelter there, food. Um, and food is expensive but because of fuel, bringing it over here because we can't grow anything in the winter months here in Canada. So we have to uh, import it from other parts of the world uh, and fuel for your vehicle. So fuel is a, is a big, big part of it. And I'm not hearing uh, of people who are spending exuberantly out, out there. Sure, there are. I mean, of course there are, but they are the minority. Um, we need cheaper fuel and more construction of new homes. Not tear down, rebuild new homes. Those are expensive. We need like new homes, like phases, that new sections of land that are going to be subdivided and communities will be built five, six hundred homes at a time um, in certain parts of the country. So as I mentioned, this ongoing transition from fossil fuels, I believe it's the core of it. For sure, it has something to do with interest rates. Probably not. But anyway, this transition uh, fossil fuels to to green energy is uh, it's insanely expensive, and uh, and and I believe it's a massive factor in today's inflation trajectory. And, and no one's talking about it. But you know, all we do is war about it and protest about it. But uh, it's it's still a big part of our lives, and um, and so are interest rates, which uh, we will talk about as well. So. Um, all right, let's move on here. That's that's it for here's what's on my mind. I know that one was pretty lame, but um, let's move on. I promise that one will be better next week. Let's move on to deals of the week. Here's what's on my desk. This is a brief recap and description of files that I'm currently working on. Maybe some of these applications could apply to you or someone you know. And if they do, don't hesitate to call me right now. Marco Gello, 604-800-9593, 604-800-9593. Here we go. Lots of long-standing pre-approvals have come back online this past week. Um, you wouldn't believe it. I have pre-approvals that date back to three years ago. That's right, three years. And these applicants are checking back in and gearing up. And that's the thing here in Vancouver. Blows my mind. Um, like, people just wait. They will wait and wait and wait and wait and wait forever. So it kind of feels for real for a lot of uh, these files, for a lot of these applicants right now that have been waiting forever. Like, uh, they're really going to do it and make some offers. And I've had a few um, come through this week and had a few more others putting offers uh, in the next few days. So in the application profiles, mainly the 25 to 40-year-olds. And I, I think this is the millennials, the world-famous millennial demographic generation here. Uh, mostly... 25 to 40 years old. And there's no common thread here, you know, single, common law, married. Um, I, I would like from from a distance, I would say they're mostly common law is, is what I see. And um, 
not to, I'm seeing mostly childless as well. Um, so pretty solid employment situations. And um, for the most part, down payments sourced from their own savings, like all those years on the sidelines, I guess, right? Saving your cash. So like I said, a lot of gearing up on the go, and I'm anticipating a few offers coming across my desk the next few days and weeks. Um, <clears throat> also, another commonality, these are not single-family detached homes that I'm seeing across my desk. These are condos, clearly condos. Um, so yeah, I'll be looking out for that and uh, reporting that to you. Uh, another one here. A few days ago, I got a call for a port application. Now, port applications, this is when you transfer your mortgage from your current house um, to the new house that you bought. That's called a port. Uh, they, they're, they're not terribly fun to do. They're pretty complex, but they, they are available with essentially a, a part of every mortgage's general terms and conditions. This particular request was, uh, was a tough one. A young couple, um, we'll call them Jim and Sarah, um, currently living in Jim's condo. He owns and has a mortgage in his name. Um, he's got a great rate, 2.99%. And this is why he wants to port. You know, you'd be like, why on earth would someone want to port? Because they have an awesome rate. That's mostly the case. Or maybe they have a big payout penalty that they don't want to trigger. But in this case, uh, Jim, Jim has an awesome rate, 2.99%. And he's got it till 2024, sometime uh, mid-2024. So not bad. He wants to ride that out. Last year, they purchased a new pre-sale condo, Jim and Sarah. And, uh, and, and it's ready now for move-in in about two months. So they want to port, you know, their, for their obvious reasons, the interest rate. Um, however, Sarah wants to be on the mortgage, the, the new mortgage. Well, she wants to be on the mortgage, which is going to become the new mortgage, which was an existing mortgage, the port. And the mortgage amount will be a bit higher than what it is currently at. So point number one, Sarah wants to be on the mortgage. This kills the port eligibility right off the bat. Okay, so Sarah and Jim have to have a talk here. Um, is it that important to have Sarah on the mortgage? Um, so just so we can you know, just so she can be on it. Cause if she does, it's going to kill the whole port thing. They're going to pay a penalty and just get a normal, regular mortgage. Um, point number two, um, the mortgage is going to be higher than the original amount. So not a huge obstacle, but definitely it does. It affects the port because you only get to retain the same interest rate when you port the mortgage dollar for dollar. Okay. So if you have a $200,482.39 mortgage today, it has to remain exactly that amount if you take it over to the new place. If you don't, if you deviate, you know, if your mortgage is higher or lower, you get what's called a blended rate. Okay. And um, that's like top secret calculation analysis. And that's only done with the lender that has the mortgage. So you have to call them in and they tell you what the blended rate is. That's what I mean by top secret. They all have their different calculations of how to do it. So um, you have to just hear it from the horse's mouth. So here uh, we, we are all still at the stage where we are exploring their options now for this port, Jim and Sarah. They are finding out how much their break penalty would be, probably three months interest because um, their rate is so low. And more importantly, they are doing their own math to see how things evolve as well. So like I'll tell you something and don't take it the wrong way, but like I said at the beginning here, ports are confusing. Um, they don't always work. 
and what I mean don't always work, they, they don't always mathematically make sense. Not always. And uh, here's the big one. Like, no one likes doing them. Like, brokers, from a broker's perspective, this is a large investment of time exploring options and submitting the file and um, and doing all this work. Like, it's a lot of work to do a port, and brokers don't get paid for it. Like, I'm just telling you right here. I'm being honest. Um so it, they're not fun to do. Some guys will charge fees to do a port. Um, the alternative is you deal directly with the lender. And on that side, no one likes doing ports either. So don't expect fantastic service. Um, but typically, you, you can expect better service with a mortgage broker because they will mostly do it knowing that, you know what, if I do a favor for these people... Um, down the road, maybe I can I can do their next mortgage. And, uh, you know, most mortgage brokers will look at that way, at, at it that way and, and take on the port. And um, if they're not comfortable with it, there I know lots of mortgage brokers who just don't do ports. They're like, no, sorry, call your 1-800 number and um, they'll help you with that port. So heads up on that. Um, feel free. I always hesitate to call me about the port because, you know, like they're, I'm telling you, they're, they're not the funnest. You don't get paid and it's a lot of uh, time involved to do it. And sometimes they don't uh, end up happening. So you invest tons of time as a mortgage broker doing these files and um, it may not even come to fruition at the end. So, you know, it's kind of a bummer. You just have to understand that part on, on our end. Um, let's see what else we got here. Here's a trend right now. I'm closing about four deals next week. Um, all of them are condos in Vancouver. Like I mentioned earlier, between 650 square feet to maybe 900 square feet. So pretty, uh, you know, smaller suckers. I guess that explains the, the no kids, right? All couples, no kids. And price between these units, 650 to 900 square feet, we're talking uh, like dollar for dollar, basically six hundred twenty thousand to one point oh one million um, for these units, Vancouver units. Uh, only one of them with a twenty percent down payment. The rest with ten to fifteen percent down payments. So, for the most part, all qualifying comfortably um, within the stress test guidelines. And the preferred rate or term is is actually it's split right down the middle these days with a three-year fixed and a five-year fixed rate. And there's not too much of a, a, a deviation, a difference between the three-year rate and the five-year rate. Um, people are simply choosing the three-year three rate um, with the thought that the interest rate environment will be lower, you know, after three years. Um and that's it, you know, and the, the five-year people are just saying, whatever, I'm not going to gamble. There's been a lot of gambling the past year, so I'm just going to, let's let's ride the five-year. It looks good right now. I can afford it. It makes sense in my budget. Let's do the five-year. So that's kind of the trend. The trend. And uh, more and more, I'm getting a good number of applicants that have recently been awarded their permanent residence status. And I think this demographic of home purchases uh, purchasers, it's going to ramp up. And I, I didn't expect to find out that many of my clients who were recently pre-approved as temporary residents, um, you know, not long ago, like a year ago, are now permanent residents, um, which means they can purchase property and qualify for a mortgage in the exact same manner that a Canadian citizen can. Um, so that that's pretty big. It's a big 
big trend that I'm seeing right now. Um, it's as though the government simultaneously introduced that foreign ban on January 1st. And at the same time, they approved existing work permit holders in Canada as permanent residents to, I don't know, kind of skirt the uh, ban restrictions. So, yeah, what a, what a loophole kind of world we live in. That's, um, that's what I'm seeing out there. So that's a wrap. Let's move on to today's headliner topic, mortgage solutions for pre-sale condos in Vancouver. Are you at the stage where you're wondering if now is the time for you to make your next move? Maybe you've never owned a home before, or perhaps you own one now but have outgrown it. Or maybe you have some debt that you'd like to roll into your mortgage. Whatever the case may be, maybe you want some answers, but you're not quite ready to commit to the next steps of getting approved. And don't worry, I totally get it. Maybe you just want to work through some numbers on your own time and not feel pressured to do anything. And if that's the case, text me at 604-800-9593 and I'll reply with my mobile app, which is truly amazing. It's loaded with a bunch of thoughtful calculators that allow you the freedom to work out all of your what-if scenarios. It includes everything you need to estimate your home ownership costs like mortgage qualification scenarios, self-inputted pre-approval certification, access to market rates, stress test qualification calculators, land transfer tax calculators, closing cost explanations, and much more. The perfect tool for someone who's on the fence about moving ahead or staying put. So don't be shy. Go ahead and text me the words Marco's app and I will simply reply with a direct link to the app and we'll leave it at that. No strings attached. Call or text me at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. And now back to the episode. What to do when your pre-sale mortgage approval turns into a decline? With over 20,000 condos expected to complete this year in Greater Vancouver, many buyers are holding their breath and hoping that their mortgage approval crosses the finish line. Since January 2022, interest rates have been on a steady upward ascent, and as a result, existing mortgage qualifications are suddenly echoing alarm bells across lower mainland Vancouver. With the most striking qualification pain point being the high interest rate environment, when applied to the merciless mortgage qualification stress test, many are finding themselves either fully submerged or sliding into mortgage disqualification territory. If you or anyone you know is experiencing such a circumstance, read on or listen on. Before we uncover some save-the-day solutions and tips, it is important to note the following. Make sure you are affiliated with a mortgage broker, as opposed to a single solution product provider like a bank. At this stage of the game, you need to have access to every single available option in the country, and only a mortgage broker can offer this type of representation. Call or text me right now, Marco Gallo at 604-800-9593. Or click on my link within the show notes here to schedule a call. The other important note to follow, prepare to adjust your mindset and expectations. Be ready to discuss plenty of what-if scenarios. There will be lots of questions and exploratory discussions from the onset. Be patient and understand that troubleshooting and brainstorming are part of the process and will ultimately lead to a solution. Now let's talk about how did I get here? Why did this happen to me? Now, quite often, a buyer is left with an impression from their lender that they are pre-approved, but later discover that this wasn't the case. And in many instances, not even close. It is crucial 
to recognize that if you haven't provided any income or credit verification to your mortgage provider, then you simply haven't been pre-approved. On many occasions, applicants mis misinterpret rate holds for mortgage approvals. They are two different things. Rate holds do not require verification documents, but pre-approvals absolutely do. So if you have not exchanged income and credit documents with your mortgage provider, you are not pre-approved. Interest rates have skyrocketed since you secured the purchase. It is possible and highly likely that you qualified at a rate that was much lower than today's qualifying rates. If you secured and qualified for your purchase prior to January 2022 and your completion date is approaching, you are in an entirely different, more challenging qualification environment. Or perhaps a life event has altered your financial circumstances to the extent you no longer qualify. Regardless of the reason, the only path forward is to evaluate your options and decide how to proceed accordingly. The following strategies and methods are derived from a multitude of various lender guidelines and products, hence the need to align with a mortgage broker that represents multiple lenders. Here are some qualification remedies to consider if your once approved mortgage approval has slid into ineligible territory. If you haven't already done so, restructure the qualification amortization to the maximum allowable, up to 40 years with some lenders. This will expand your debt servicing ratio limits, allowing you to qualify for larger mortgage amounts. Access other qualification guidelines by exploring greater than or less than 20% down payment scenarios. For example, with a 20% down payment, you will access far more lender options and qualification allowances than you will with a down payment of less than 20%. And conversely, mortgages with less than 20% become insured, which also brings with it qualification advantages. Explore scenarios where down payment proceeds can be repurposed for other obligations. For example, reduce your down payment and instead use a portion of the proceeds to pay down some debt. This would reduce your debt servicing ratio and significantly increase the chances of getting reapproved. Get a cosigner. Remember, cosigners do not have to be forever. Depending on your employment and qualification circumstances, you may only require a cosigner for one or two years, at which time you can set the cosigner free and reapprove the qualification based on your own merit. Consider B lenders. These are lenders with less restrictive qualification criteria. The interest rates are typically 1% to 1.5% higher than A lenders, which is Canada's highest grade lenders. Terms are under two years and amortizations can be extended to as high as 40 years. These Band-Aid type products are ideal for applicants who are a short period of time away from graduating to a stronger financial footing. For example, perhaps a job promotion is pending in the next few months, which would in turn equip you with a higher qualifying income, or perhaps you require another year to repair a derogatory rating within your credit report. Whatever the case may be, the common thread is the requirement of time that is needed to ultimately propel the applicant into the top A lender arena. Be aware of and implement private mortgage funds as top-ups that may boost your qualification with a B lender. For example, let's say the lender can only approve you up to 65% loan to value, but you require 75%. In this case, the private lender would provide the small booster loan, which would combine with the B lender's approved amount, thereby allowing you to purchase the property with a 25% down payment. 
The outcome would be a bundled mortgage scenario consisting of a first and second mortgage with a combined loan to value of 75%. The mortgages would have terms and rates independent of each other. If all else fails, one could inquire with the builder about assignment options. Assignments allow the builder to sell his or her purchase contract to a new party who essentially inherits the original purchase contract for an agreed upon price. That's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you're in British Columbia or Alberta, as I am licensed to service these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary, as I am very familiar with these markets. And of course, I welcome calls and emails from all over the world for those that are in the process of or have recently relocated or immigrated to Canada from elsewhere. Call or text me at 604-800-9593, or you can get me on WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger, or just go ahead and link up to my website, Home Financing solutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning into Mortgage Economics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.